Hey, and welcome to episode seven of the Gear Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Joanne, also known as Gear Chick. And today, before I set off on a trip, I wanted to talk to you about waterproof gear because it's something that I was trying to figure out as far as what do I want to wear and what do I want to bring. I'm going to be doing five days, well, actually more like seven days, like maybe six nights, depending when I want to come back home. I'm going to ride down to Virginia to meet a friend and then hopefully just ride around meeting other friends, maybe see who's around, around Virginia, West Virginia, North Carolina border. I'm not going to go too far south because my time is a little bit cut shorter than I thought, but the range of temperatures I'm going to be looking at is going to go from like high 40s at night mid to high 40s, early morning, very early morning, if I leave that early, to 60s, 70s in the late afternoon to, I think, high 80s when I come back home. And there might be little bits of sprinkling here and there. And so uh, I'm actually delayed my trip a couple days. I was going to leave yesterday, but it was raining all day yesterday here and then all day today. And the temperature dropped to about 45, 40. 50. And if I have a choice and I don't have to, I do not want to ride when it's high 40s, low 50s, and raining because with wind chill, it's really going to feel more like low 40s. And that's just not fun. And for me, motorcycling is all about fun. So since I'm not tied to any schedule, I am going to wait till tomorrow when the temperature is more like high 50s and then I'm a little more comfortable. So just thinking about the range of temperatures I'm going to be coming up with. I was trying to think of which suit in my closet is going to be the best option. Now, if you're going on a trip like this and you really only have one suit, then of course you're limited to the suit that you have. But if you're trying to think about how to plan out your future writing, you know, a couple of things I usually tell folks who are trying to think multi-seasonally is really think about what temperatures are you realistically going to be riding in? For example, if you're going to avoid the rain and you have no intentions like me of potentially riding in it all day, only unless you get stuck in it, then you might navigate toward a lighter suit like a mesh jacket with a warm liner and then just buy rain gear and have it with you just in case. Of course, there's also the question of your temperature sensitivity. So if you run hot, your choice might be that route. But if you run cold like me, you may navigate yourself toward a warmer suit that doesn't have a mesh shell and instead just has four to six vents. Because if you run colder, you probably are very comfortable when it's 80, 90, and you only have a few vents to keep you cool. So for me, I fall into that category. I am a small woman and I run very cold and I'd much rather be a little hot and a little bit sweatier. And by the way, you're going to sweat no matter what, but um, I'm happy in that category. So first try to at least evaluate yourself. So let's start with people in my category because this is me. This is my podcast. So I am small. I run cold. I can easily wear two-piece leathers when it's 90 with 
uh, some venting, well, mesh, because I wear a unique hybrid suit from Revit, which is a mesh leather hybrid because it has mesh panels in the front and back and leather all the way down my sleeves and shoulders on my slide zones for protection. So I get the best of both worlds. But my husband, he is not comfortable when it's that hot in something even with that much ventilation. And if you're wondering, well, what suit is this? If you Google it, you'll still find it. It's called the Revit Galactic. Revit Galactic. And they still make some variations of that jacket for men, and they stopped doing that for women. And um, if you want to see kind of what the current equivalent to that is, just search Revit Ignition 3. And sorry, I take that back. They make one of these hybrid jackets for women now called the Ignition, and it's really more of a sport touring suit. So if you're on something like a GSX-R 600, this suit will not be comfortable for you because it really doesn't accommodate your forward running position. So if you're on a Multistrada or you're on an F70, F750GS and you're touring, you'll love the Ignition suit because for leather, it does have mesh in the chest and the back and down the inner sleeves, there's some breathability. So you get ventilation really good ventilation. And I would say better than perforated leather because not all perforated leathers are perforated everywhere. It really depends on the the brand you choose. So if you're of the colder blooded variety like myself, then definitely consider a perforated leather if you want the most protection that you can get in leather form, but you still want to be comfortable in the heat. Because I'll be honest, it's uncomfortable when you're wearing are less comfortable to be wearing a leather suit, even though it's meshed with um, the ventilation. So, sorry, getting back to like the waterproof aspect, the unique thing about this suit that I wear, the Galactic, is it has a waterproof liner, which is great. So if it's chilly and it's raining, or if it's just not super, super humid and hot, I can put the rain liner in and be dry and be pretty comfortable. With this trip, though, I'm looking at, it is too cool. The temperatures are going to be really 60s, 50s, 60s, but not 70s until like 4 o'clock. So for the all-day riding I'm planning on doing from like 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., I need something that will start out to keep me warmer, and then I can adjust with a liner, and then by the afternoon, be comfortable to maybe use my liner again if the weather changes. So the suit I'm choosing is called the Neptune and the Revit Neptune is a three layered jacket. It's got a removable thermal, a removable Gore-Tex jacket, and then the outer coat. The outer coat has about six vents. So for me, that's plenty because I would rather keep most of them closed most of the time anyway. And with the liners, they're going to keep me warmer. I'm going to keep the wind out. I'm just going to be happier because the range of temperatures I'm looking at are on the cooler end. Now, for someone who's warm-blooded like me, I don't need a mesh outer suit 100% of the time. Now, if I were limited to just this suit for the whole year and it was the only one in my closet, uh, which I'm very lucky that I have multiple choices to choose from, but if I were buying one suit, the Neptune would be it because it offers the removability of the Gore-Tex liner. So I can take it out when it's 100 degrees and have this very light textile, almost 
the really the closest thing to a meshed coat before getting mesh because it'll be lighter and well vented. And then if the weather changes and it starts to dip, I have a warm liner I can zip in and or I can also zip in the Gore-Tex liner if I want extra wind protection. But if the temperatures I'm looking at are like 60, I'm not going to need both of those layers. I'm probably just going to use one or the other unless I get up really early and it's 45 degrees, I will put everything in. So the range of temperatures I'm looking at are on the cooler side and thus a suit with some adjustability is really great. Now, the other way I could do this is a full waterproof jacket that's always waterproof. So the Neptune I was just telling you about has optional removability for the waterproof liner. That means you could take it out or you can keep it in. But with something that's always waterproof, um, something like a Alpine Stars Andes, that's like the mountains, or a Revit Voltaic, that's V-O-L-T-A-I-C. So with a jacket like an Andes or a Horizon, it's always waterproof. So you can't make it lighter. Now you could choose something that has maximum ventilation, like a Climb Latitude or Ladies Altitude altitude, excuse me, or the ladies Artemis. If you look those up, you'll notice that they have so many events and it's waterproof so that if it does get hotter, you'll have something that will take care of you if you need it when it's hot. But they're not ideal as summer specific jackets, but on a trip like this, you can make them work for the day or two. So the up and downs for which waterproof method you choose really is going to depend on your comfort level, your heat or kind of sensitivity to heat and cold, and your weather sensitivity, certainly your budget if you're limited to one suit. There are certain suits that I would say are better as year-round options. Of course, there's also your riding position, and so that makes a difference because if you're on a super sport, wearing a climb suit is extremely difficult. If you're on something that's sport touring, you can wear something like the Revit suit I'm I'm wearing because it's not it's great actually for an upright or an adventure bike or a tour or a sport tour. But if I were on a super sport, it would be kind of uncomfortable. It just wouldn't be ideal. So that I know that there are different options. There are many options depending on what you're riding and how you want to do it. So just kind of think about, you know, which direction would work for you based on your comfort level and how you prefer to do it. Because the way that someone else does it who has a different temperature sensitivity and a different kind of climate that they're living in, that may work for them, but may not work for you because maybe your climate is different and your temperature sensitivity is, is different and the bike you ride is different. So you want to consider this range of factors and of course, the most important part, which is fitment. So whenever I work with somebody, I immediately at the top of my list, I prioritize fit and I think about what fit do they need first? Okay, got it. In that category, which uh, bucket do they want to really be in? Do they want to be in the laminated waterproof jacket bucket? Do they want to be in the removable liner option bucket? Um, do they need more vents, less vents? What's their budget? And then that's how I'm able to make the recommendations depending on what they're doing and what's going to work. So if you're someone who's 
always hot. And you do need something that's going to be a lot lighter and more comfortable as far as a waterproof suit, especially if it's going to be hot and warm. That's where the uh, range that the Neptune suit would give you because you can take the liners out and be far more comfortable. However, I totally understand not wanting to wear liners anymore because I'm definitely getting to that point. And I... I'm, I love my Neptune suit. I do wish it were a laminated shell to some degree, but I do appreciate the flexibility. So if you do you know, run a little warmer and you want your suit to be fully waterproof, but vent more and vent the most, that's where brands like Climb and well, Revit in the men's side anyway, the Poseidon would give you a tremendous range of ventilation for the warm weather the warm, wet weather riding that you might be doing, you'll definitely be the most comfortable because the shell is light. All the layers are basically ironed and sandwiched together, so to speak. I'll put a couple links into the show notes so that you can see what this laminated shells might be like. And I'll send you some other links of these different products I'm mentioning. So yes, in a perfect world, I think I would be a little bit happier with the option of a laminated shell with the extra ventilation. And I know I could do that with a climb lady suit, but I don't like the fit for the riding position that I'm in because they are really looking at the optimal riding positions of touring riders, adventure touring riders, and dual sport or adventure riders. Not someone like me on a sporty bike in a sporty ish position. And so, that's my main reason for not going that route. And for now, it works for me because I don't do heavy rain riding. So that little compromise of using the optional Gore-Tex liner, I'm totally okay with because I'm not doing it a lot. If I had to do it a lot, you bet. I would probably compromise on the fit and just go with the suit, with a climb type suit so that I can benefit from all the waterproofing if the majority of my riding were in that kind of climate or if I had like a one month trip, maybe I'm going to be in the road for 30 days and yeah, I'm going to need something that'll, or that I would prefer a fully waterproof shell, then I would go that route. So that's where your preferences also come into play based on what you think will aggravate you, what you think will annoy you, you know, the way that you want to do it. And over the years, I've done it all the different ways. I've done it. I've actually worn uh, laminated shells. I've worn a aether jacket with like six different vents and that actually worked very, very well when it was 90 degrees. It breathed better than I thought it would, but I also run, you know, cold. So for me, I was totally comfortable, but you know, if you're 250 pounds, you're, you know, 5'10 and, uh, especially being a man, you're probably going to be roasting no matter how many vents it has. You may not be comfortable if you're sweating when it's 50 degrees outside. And for that kind of riding, I wouldn't maybe recommend it as a number one option unless you're willing to compromise a little bit on that comfort. And that's where you're really going to be selective about your base layers and maybe a cooling vest, that sort of thing to make sure that you have as much comfort as possible. So, you know, with waterproof gear, there's many ways you can do it. The another way is certainly just rain gear is select motorcycle specific rain gear because 
If you choose a poncho, for example, or something that's meant for walking, maybe bicycling, it may not keep you dry at highway speeds. So think about going 60 miles an hour in the rain. Think about going 50, 60, 70 miles an hour in the rain. That rain liner shell needs to be much, much less permeable because the volume of water that is absorbing is much, much higher than what's expected from like a poncho, which is for walking. And the level of water or kind of permeability needs to be really, really, really low. And that's why you spend a little more money on motorcycle-specific rain gear. They're also doing different seam construction. They're making everything you know, a little more comfortable on your motorcycle at speed. So you definitely want to think about highway level rain gear if you're going to do rain gear um, or just something that you know is taped well and seam protected so that water won't get through those points in addition to the material itself. And in the rain, personally, I trust Gore-Tex. I've used it in many different rides and trips. I have used Hydrotex from Revit and I have used trying to think what other native waterproof membranes I've used in riding gear. Um, I guess for really waterproof gear, I've only ever used my Revit liners and I've used uh, one time, I think I used my casual raincoat, which didn't work very well. But like I said, I don't do a lot of rain riding, but the few times I have, I've trusted Gore-Tex to keep me dry because I find that it actually has. And certainly there's some maintenance with that to make sure that the membrane is as breathable as possible. And if you have Gore-Tex gear, you want to check the care instructions because you do have to wash and dry the fabric to keep the water repellency up and to actually keep it working for the life of the garment. So I hope some of these things help you as you're trying to navigate and figure out what choice you want. I know there are many, many choices out there. If you need help trying to figure out like which choice you should make or which direction you should go, you can always post a comment or send me an email and I'm happy to try to help you out. Otherwise, I hope that whatever you have is keeping you dry. Um, If you have questions, if you have comments, please post a comment in the post. And I do look forward to hearing from you via email or on Facebook. You can find me at facebook.com slash gearcheck. You can find me at any social feed uh, with gearcheck. Pretty much I'm the only one out there without a K. And I hope to be back with you soon. Thanks. Thanks.